So great to be with you once again on the marketplace. No time to get in a studio and do this thing. As we would normally do, we have to bang something out straight away because another of the big dominoes as far as free agency has fallen today. Ogun Ulrich from ESPN, the number one newsbreaker in Australian basketball. Will McDowell-White, after so much speculation and an offer, Ogun, from pretty much every team in the competition, is going to stay a breaker. That's right, Jack. Uh, McDowell-White had offers across the board in the NBL, uh, but he ended up agreeing today to a a new two-year deal to remain in New Zealand to run it back with Modi Mayor and this Breakers team. Uh, There is a player option, I'm told, on that second year. Uh, And then, like most NBL contracts, there are the necessary NBA outs should he find find himself on a a training camp roster, you know, come that time of the year. But this is a, a huge retention for the Breakers who keep their lead guard, the guy who they've been developing for so long. And, and that's the sense I got from speaking to people around McDowell White, which is he wanted to, you know, stay in this development system, stay under Modi Mayor, uh, reach that next level of his development, which is, you know, to get in that upper echelon of, of players in the NBL and run it back and, and try to, you know, get back to that championship series and do one better. Interesting in that he stays quite often in free agency and on this show already since we started the free agency period. We're talking about players leaving or going to a different club to a better offer, etc. Was there anything outside of that that made it easier for Will to stay? Because you did mention last week that the Perth Wildcats certainly felt like they were in the hunt for him. And, and from what I was told, it effectively did come down to New Zealand and Perth. Uh, but Perth, uh, they brought in Keanu Pindo, which really excited McDowell White, but there was still a level of uncertainty and you naturally get that when you're potentially going to a new team. At the very least, with the New Zealand Breakers, he's going to a situation that he knows under a coach that he knows and and gets to stay in this sort of developmental timeline. You know, he doesn't have to get to know a new coach and learn how to play under a new new coach. He can basically pick up where he left off and and continue, you know, his, his growth as a player. And, you know, from speaking to people around him, he wants to get to that next level. He wants to be in that, you know, top all NBL conversation, that MVP conversation going forward. And I guess from a breaker's point of view now, this was the key piece for them and I'd imagine that they can move forward. Well, now they can build around him. You know, they knew throughout this season the sort of players uh, that you need to get to maximize Will McDowell-White and to maximize your team. If you have Will McDowell-White, a player with that skill set as your point guard. And so now they can bring players in who, you know, they can get another big man or bring back Derek Pardon who can excel uh, setting picks and rolling to the rim. They can bring in shooters to stretch the floor when you have Will McDowell-White coming off those on-balls. You know, this this does clear a lot up for, for, both, for every team, effectively. You know, I'm told the Tasmania Jack Jumpers thought they had a real shot and there was some mutual interest there. They sort of put all of their eggs in this basket, but, you know, now they can move on too. The Perth Wildcats can move on as well and the Breakers can start to build around Will McDowell-White. Let's talk about a great signing for the Adelaide 36ers, and that is Jason Kadee. That deal has been done today. Another who had a lot of interest from teams, veteran leadership, can score off the bench, could easily start still in this league, but he's chosen the 36ers and to play under CJ Bruton. That's a, a two-year deal. I'm told that he, he heads back to the 36ers after being there almost a decade ago. Um, you know, that's a team that it needed, firstly, it needed some shot creation. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to bring in an import point guard to put next to Mitch McCarron. They wanted to add some creation from the perimeter, and Kadi brings that. You know, he's demonstrated himself to be, you know, a, a threat from beyond the arc over the course of his career, coming off a down year shooting the ball. But we know what Jason Kadi can bring in those areas. But I think, like you said, 
it's the it's the leadership it's being that veteran it's being someone who can you know rally men um you know that's something that that team didn't really have and they, they went through mm. their tumultuous times with craig randall with you know a, a volatile personality like robert franks having you know a settling force like a jason Cadiz, someone who's been around someone who's a little bit older i think that's the sort of voice that they needed in that in that team in in, in that roster to sort of you know chill everyone out to bring everyone together also a good one for Nick Marshall to learn off for the next couple of years as well. To the Illawarra Hawks, this roster is really starting to take shape now, particularly with the addition of Mason Peatling. Absolutely. So that was a two-year deal for Peatling, and we've spoken about this before, but this you can tell the identity that this Hawks team wants to have. You know, Adding Peatling is, is the most obvious version of that, which is they want to work hard, um, they want guys who are defensive-minded, and that's what Peatling brings. Um, you know, I look at you can potentially put him in that starting lineup next to Sam Froling. You can have him come off yep. the bench and, you know, him and, and Lachlan Olbridge and Sam Froling. That's a really, really solid front line. And, you know, across the board, this Hawks team is coming together really, really nicely. You know, even their starting lineup of potentially Justin Robertson, Tyler Harvey, maybe Wani Swakalabuluk, an import four and Sam Froling. And you have these, you know, proven pieces in, in Mason Peatling and Dan Greeter coming off the bench, Dave O'Hickey, Lachlan Olbrich. There's a good mixture of, of veteran pieces, guys who've been in the league for a few years, and also some, some young talent. But you can tell it's a team that's going to play that Jacob Jacoma style of basketball, which is the sort of uh, you know, never give up, that you know fight to the, the final whistle sort of basketball. We could see the depth chart just a few moments ago, and, and the names that you mentioned there, Olgan. So I guess the question now begs for the Hawks, what sort of import will they be looking for? They've still got one spot to fill and then you would imagine that they'll they'll look down the DP path as well. But are we thinking back up big? Are we thinking sort of like a, a swing sort of 3-4 guy? What are, what are we reading here? Almost, Jack. I'm thinking, I've been told more of a 4-3. Um, so think of like a, <laughs> like a DJ Hogue or a, or a Jarrell Brantley, that sort of player who can play at the four next to, next to Sam Froling can stretch the floor because that's something that I think this team is lacking right now. They do need to add some perimeter scoring. Uh, but that 4-3 type of guy who can who can play alongside Sam Froling, who can maybe play some minutes at the three, you know, that, that's the sort of player I'm told they're looking at. I'm also told that there is interest in a next style point guard. Um, yep. And so, you know, there is a sense that they can add a lot of a lot of perimeter scoring and a lot more creation to this team. It, it, it can potentially come from that next star and it will more than likely come from uh, their, their last import, which I'm told they have a, a pretty decent sum of money to spend on that. So they have the potential to bring in a really quality player. Full credit to the Hawks front office. I think they've done an outstanding job building this list. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go. And particularly with Justin Robinson back, we almost forget about his capabilities. So... Hats off to the Hawks. They've made a flying start to free agency. To the Brisbane Bullets, who have been really busy at the same time as well. You've been right across the youngsters coming back from college, and you've been all over the signing of Lachlan Olbrich at the Illawarra Hawks. Flynn Cameron is coming back to play in the NBL as well. Tell all of us a little bit about Josh Bannon. So Josh Bannon signed a three-year deal uh, to head to the Brisbane Bullets, and you know he was someone who... A lot of teams around the league were preparing not just to roster, but to sign to that long-term deal because there is a sense that he can maybe be, you know, a cornerstone of a franchise going forward. Uh, but it was Justin Schuler who, who made that a priority, and so Josh Bannon heads there. Think of him as like a Nick Cade light. Um, you know, he'll come in. Obviously, he's he'll he'll be a rookie, and so he'll he'll come in, and you know, he may 
have to work his way up and work his way into his minutes and, and sort of learn the league a little bit. But, you know, his frame is really, really solid uh, for where he is in his career thus far. He's really versatile. He's a versatile defender as well. So you can see him probably guard, you know, three, fours and fives. Um, and he's just... He's got just this this wide ranging skill set that wouldn't surprise me if they ended up starting him alongside an Aaron Baines and and whomever they bring in at the three spot. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they do that and have maybe DJ Mitchell come off the bench as that three point shooting spark plug. I think you can have a really defensive minded guy like Bannon in there and not lose too much. And finally, to the Perth Wildcats, when we had a pop up edition of the show on Saturday morning, it was to announce the signing of Keanu Pinder. They've got another signing that they've announced today, and that's David Aquera. That's right. It's the the second the second Western Australian they've brought in uh, since free agency began, and you know, Danny Mills in that front office made that a priority to bring in that that local talent. Um, and so it started with Pinder, and they keep they keep going with with David Aquera. Um, you know, we saw glimpses of his potential at Melbourne United, uh, a six ten big man who can who can stretch it out a little bit, put the ball on the floor. You know, is a, a really impressive athlete. He's got all the tools. It's just about putting it together. And so that's a three-year deal, a mutual option on that third year, I'm told. And, and you know, there's a sense that he can continue to, to build his game and to develop under John Reilly, who put a really, really impressive developmental plan in front of him. Um, one thing with Aquarius, before he signed uh, with the Perth Wildcats, I'm told that Melbourne United put forward a last-ditch effort to bring him back. United was in the hunt for Josh Bannon. They were really confident they were going to get him. Uh, when Bannon chose to sign that three-year deal with Brisbane, I'm told that United came back to the party for Aquera and tried to re-engage with him and, and try to bring him back into the fold. But unfortunately, by that point, Aquera was too far down the line with the Perth Wildcats. He did have a desire to go home. He was really impressed with uh, what the Wildcats are doing as far as John really building his coaching staff, the pot- potential de- developmental plan for him. So he chose he chose to you know stick with the Perth Wildcats and go that direction. Uh, but Melbourne did put in a, a you know a an 11th hour effort to try and retain him. Just on the Wildcats before we finish up, Olgan, that's now two WA signings. Are we starting to see a little pattern here from Danny Mills in the front office? Do you think that they might target some other Western Australian products and, and try and bring them home? That wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, you look at the guys coming out of college, the, the two names everyone would speak about, you know, ad nauseum, Alex Dukas and Carl Bowen. Uh, you know, Carl Bowen is a more realistic target. I think there's a there's a chance that Alex Dukas may return to college. Um, that that's sort of the word on the street right now. But you know, the Perth Wildcats are doing what some teams have demonstrated works. You know, who were the two teams in the grand final most recently? It was the Sydney Kings, New Zealand Breakers. The Breakers put such a, a an emphasis on bringing in Kiwi talent because that was that was the the culture and the, the you know the the identity of that team. The Sydney Kings had, you know, Angus Glover, a New, Z- uh, New South Wales kid, Geordie Hunter, you know, all of these guys, and Xavier Cooks, another New South Wales kid. And so, you know, they brought in their local talent. These guys can play closer to home and they, they reap the rewards from it, both on and off the court. And so it's no surprise that Danny Mills is sort of following the same tack. And I think it's something that uh, will eventually work down the line. And signing these guys to longer term deals like David Aquarius, I think is, is, a, is a really smart thing to do. We're right in the thick of the action now with free agency. As always, the Marketplace is your number one stop shop to stay across everything that's happening during free agency period. And of course, follow the great Olga Ulrich on Twitter and Instagram. His Instagram account's flying now all of a sudden. All the latest news as it drops, we'll have it for you on the Marketplace. Thanks so much for being with us and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Jack.